0: Thanks for joining us for episode two of AFI In Conversation. In today's episode, AFI's Dale Murray is joined by Dr John Davis from the Stronger Smarter Institute. Today, Dale and John will yarn about language, connection to culture, identity and country. This episode of AFI In Conversation was produced for AFI by Megan Hall with music by Steve Crump. Thanks for uh, joining us today on episode two of AFI In Conversation podcast. Um, AFI In Conversation is providing a space for a range of uh, folk from across the country at all walks of life to come together and yarn about education and how school is being done and offered differently across this great country of ours. Uh, My name's Dale Murray and I'm the co-chair of the Australian Association of Flexible and Inclusive Education with Professor Kitty T. Rattel. Uh, it gives me great pleasure, a deal of pleasure today to introduce you to our guest, guest speaker, uh, Dr. John Davis, and we're going to have a yarn around um, First Nations language, and it's how it defines culture, identity, connection to country, and for us, a link to, education first, uh, link to education to First Nations young people and communities. But just before we invite John, and I talk a little bit about him, I wouldn't mind doing an acknowledgement if that's all right. And I've taken this acknowledgement today from the um, the NAIDOC website and it's, it's a part of a much longer piece but I think it's a really lovely piece to begin with and it's called Heal Country. Country is inherent to our identity. It sustains our lives in every aspect, spirituality, physically, emotionally, socially, culturally. It is more than a place. When we talk about country, it is spoken of like a person. Country is family, kin, law, law, ceremony, traditions and language. For Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, it has been that way since the dawn of time. Through our languages and songs, we speak to country. Through our ceremonies and traditions, we sing to it and celebrate country and country speaks to us. And as we begin, can I acknowledge all First Nations, elders past, present and emerging, um, that have cared for this country with deep respect um, for generations um, and across all the nations of this land. Um, as I mentioned, um, our guest today is uh, Dr. John Davis. John is the CEO of the Stronger Smarter Institute, a proud Murray Ambry man. He's a traditional owner of the Western Plains, western side of the Bunya Mountains, country called Bugania Namji. Um, Apologies for the pronunciation there, John, I'm sure that's wrong. JD, welcome.
1: Ya Guri's, Ya Garries thank you thank you Dale um, Megan in the background but all, all mob tuning in um, it's a uh, really deadly do to, um, to be a part of uh, Yarns today and to, like I guess that link to hill country I think you were talking about them before um, the place of mother's milk um, is what um, Dale was referring there. that's the great Bunya Bunya mountains uh Yaman. And uh, yeah, really look forward to uh, just sharing some yarns on how we've uh, learned and spoken and helped um, bring along a few of our mob through uh, through languages and culture. So,
0: yeah. Thanks, John. John, um, um, I've got a bit more of your bio to read out, so I'll continue to um, uh, embarrass you as we go along. Is that all right? <laughs> Excellent. Um, uh, so for people listening, John has an extensive educational experience as a principal. Heads of Department, Coordinator of Indigenous Education, not to mention his associations with uh, you know, University of Queensland, James Cook University, Deakin University, and advice and support he provided to the QCAA and ACARA curriculum authorities. Um, this journey has influenced John in his direction and he's headed personally and professionally and, and cons- consolidating all that in his PhD on in Indigenous community models of education. Um, along with that, I know that John is a very proud and strong community man, and is, um, along with his family, has done you know, amazing work um, in, in Brisbane and the as we know, yeah, uh, and Logan Loganway as well. I was wondering, John, if we kick off with a of the things I've been thinking about is, um, you know, there's more than 250 Indigenous languages, including around 800 dialects across this country. And, and thinking about that those languages and dialects connect to culture, and spirit, and in a sense, is the link to the to the ancestors and the storylines there. And just thinking about, you know, the level of sophistication that is, and the level of um, depth in history and connection to the land around that. And your thoughts on um, the significance of that, and what that can do to help um, a contemporary Australia reposition its thinking about um, uh, healing this country, healing our relationships with First Nations people. And country.
1: Well, that's a big uh, big question. I might take up a whole um podcast out. Eh? Um, so you have got you got two minutes for that one, brother. But I just uh, no thank you just uh, in, in thinking about the yarn, so I just brought three or three ways of speaking. I guess I'll I'll yarn to you when you bring that up and I can show you all on but I can speak to. When i when my listeners got like three artifacts I've got I've got the uh clapstick from elders one designed for our our Gundus, our next generation, and then we've got a fire stick. Uh, that's a part of our our, our song line at uh, that place of Bulburguinam about the beautiful fire country. So when I talk today, I'll just be riffed apart. So when Dale so okay. eloquently spoke about the um, um, the footprints, the eldership, um, that kit that I've got there is that, uh, is that's always that reminder for us on family that um, um we're blessed as our mob, uh, we're a part of a uh, a six-line carpet snake line on the west of Bunya Mountains. And that Bunya Mountains connected the whole dividing range, Great Dividing Range is called. So it's a very long storyline, song line that goes uh, from central Queensland ways all the way down to the inns in Victoria. That that big um, snake stretches around there. And um, the elder who gave me that particular clapstick that I got there is one of our one of our six lines. And um, again, it's, it's, it's our memory that... Our area is Cobble uh, Cobble Carpet Snake, um, but uh, he's connected to Old Dutch and Old uh, Blair. It's connected to Ginoburra, which is another part of the line of Carpet Snake. So uh, even though, um, uh, what do you call it, even though there's that uh, recognition of where our Davis families come from, there's those different branches that come out of uh, the lines, and that's a really important part. Is I, can, I can see it in the lovely mosaic of the hill country type uh, images is that there's a lot of in connecti- into the connectivity, and it's so important to, to go beyond just the Western anthropological model of uh, a chief elder, um, uh, a, a representative. Uh, you know, I've got, a, I've got a committee in the council, and I have one, or two voices. You know, we're, we're, we're multiple voices. And just so I know from my mob, when we, um, when we come together, as traditional owners, we're talking thousands, well, a, a thousand strong Davis voice, and that's just one family. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, your time's up by all the different family groups. Um, uh, that are around the country it's an amazing uh forest uh and um uh, if, if if anything from the yarn you you mentioned the start there Dale, that would be somewhat. i definitely sing out as is, is the notion of uh, uh of connectivity and then the length of that connectivity because it's um it, it's very broad so you may think you're going to a space that others say might be a western lens says oh you know this mob don't there's not a strong sense of Aboriginality or something. There'll be this yarn of, but deep in, as you know, Dale, too, like in, in but deeper layer in community, there's yeah. much more of a uh, distinguished line and and, and uh, a much deeper yarn to share. And that yarn might may even stretch to things about healing country, about stolen generation, and things like that. It's yeah. so important that we take the time to sit and yarn and, and listen and hear that out. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it,
0: yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And John, just always. Um, um, uh, I just get so kind of so overwhelmed with the sophistication of um, the connections um, that continue to exist and grow, um, you know, against the backdrop of colonisation. I mean, all of that dispossession, all of that, you know, history that we're, we're you know, really trying to, um, to truth tell about now that happened. Um, but in amongst all of that, that level of sophistication you just talked about kept growing kept living, kept happening. And, you know, that is such a, that I think is what people need to know about and hear about and understand that in a really deep sense. Because, you know, as as we've yarned about before over times, until we all kind of get that picture and understand that in the depth of that, you know, this nation can't heal itself. This nation won't mature. It can't move forward without understanding that that's what this place is built on. Yeah. And I think it, it sort of takes me to that idea of, The connection to all of that language that's across that and those those, those connections and that really deep strong sense of identity and language and identity that's interwoven across the nation and the the power of that um, is what I I see is really well in some ways really shining at the moment and I I really hope that we can continue to let light shine on that in much deeper ways. So, a minute ago, John, um, you held up some um, clapsticks for us to have a bit of a look at and, and um, the, the the journey of the sticks the, the, the instruments in that sense of um, connection to identity you know and um, like they, they're symbolic you yeah? those are artifacts of symbols around a connection to identity and the importance of those connections in terms of um representing various um, mobs across the country um, and how language has um, defined those connections. Any thoughts on how the song lines of those ticks get um, played out in a contemporary sense, I guess?
1: Yeah, well, like, um, I mean, you, you know, from our, our weaves and our ways, um, uh, Dale, we connect with that old, old singers from Waka Waka and Burungam and such at South yeah. Red and around Logan. Logan space and um, I, 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 that's the thing. I can only speak from our from 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 our footprint um, and in yeah. our way, um, and that's just that. Yeah, just that. The fact that um that those knowledges uh, shared passed on. Uh, it's a it's an amazing um, uh, connect back. That doesn't take much to put back on the fires to reignite. And um, you know the when the um, when those songs are. Uh, revered, remembered and that respects put in. It's it's something that's very visceral for everyone when they're in, when when they're involved. It's a it's a real it's a real strong way of gathering, of coming together uh and using our um our artifacts our way. Um but um you know for our mob it's um you know we we were distinct too with that notion of uh men's and women's business. Um our yeah. uh, our um female lines had very strong um they definitely the clapsticks and the Possum skin drums, and our, our our men had a separation of um, with the boomerang uh, boomerang sticks uh, as a way of um, representing different forms and ways of chant. And then there's um, as I got older too, and you go, "I guess older and wiser they too." It's an interesting retake on, on music and culture, in that too is one I've been blessed to hear some of the old recordings from our mob too. It's a, it's an amazing uh, in on the southeast I can speak to. Uh, it's an amazing. Qu- chorus and, and choir type technique that um our old people both on the female and the male side singing together it's one of the most uh, powerful um, um, instruments the vocal instruments it's just, it's just amazing to hear it together and and when we're re rechanting, and remembering from the 1800s or if we're blessed to be linking on country still for a long long time it's a it brings that it brings that loop back which is a which is a really which is a really powerful thing yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've been really fortunate in my life, um, as you know, mate, to um, to witness um, uh, a lot of the dance that comes from your family, um, particularly with um, Sister Lucy and co and yourself over the years. But um, and, um, just watching um, more recently, just keeping an eye on some Facebook posts of Lucy and the, um, all the young ones there. All, um, and that tradition of dance is just so strong, you know. And when we worked together a long, long time ago, um, everyone doing all that work around dance was just, you know, really powerful um, and it continues today. And that, that interweaving of, you know, dance and song line and the music and the, um, those histories that are just um, strengthened across time is such a powerful piece. In relationship to kind of um, help taking that, those ideas and telling the truth or, you know, thinking about how the linking of those stories... Um, bring the truth to her healing. What's your thoughts on truth telling um, from those kind of perspectives?
1: Again, um, no, again, really good um, context, contextualization. It, it hits me too about that notion of um, uh, looking for the perfect. I actually use a bit of Voltaire or, or Obama, I quote now, that, don't let perfect get in the way of good. Um, I'll actually send Mob a yep. this Boorabi clip on languages and it's a it's a really good sing out about in Boorabi, again, linked to Southeast, linked to Yugunbir. Um and it's a sing-out too, the anthropological, the linguistic uh, and the musicological, the, the Western lens on the way things were, way things sounded, way things are. We're in yeah. 2021. I would challenge anyone on country all around Australia to, to flag any Indigenous, any culture actually, that has not had any Western interface or influence. And so what happens over time uh, is there becomes this centralisation of Aboriginality and Torres Strait Islander identity. And um, don't let perfect get in the way of good is, is something of, of uh, kind of a bit of a mantra since my um, principaling days is um, it's just that flag that, you know, things may look, things may sound a little different, but if that heart's there, if that intent and if that proper we's been done with traditional owners and you've got that support and that backing, then what yeah. gets produced is, is, is the most and is the most important thing and the most powerful, uh, the most powerful thing. And, um, yeah, it, it, we, that's the whole thing with uh, with true telling is making sure... Uh, as uh, educators, uh, we're getting in a space of what's called the culture in the face, or the third space, Whereas as an educator, if I'm non-Indigenous, uh, or if I'm Indigenous, I've been brought up in a lot of Western frames, a lot of Western training, you know, yeah. how, how am I um, unloading my baggage? How am I looking at balancing? How am I privileging Indigenous knowledge in and trying to create a, 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 a place of crossover and flow? Um, because um, if we think... Uh, getting the getting the perfect song men and women getting the perfect group getting the per it, you're never going to land on perfect and um, uh, reality is colonization impacted everywhere uh, yep. and um, we've got to be smart about uh, the way we embrace and acknowledge our um, our indigenous knowledge. And sometimes it, this is a provocation our communities have back to uh, Dale is um you know sometimes the knowledge is asleep so it's yep. not dead it's not lost that's the linguistic and anthropological flip too is where they because we get it in native title, uh, you know, you, you were taken to Sherberg's or Myora's, so your connection's lost. And that then rips at the heart of, well, we would have stayed on country, but you actually forced us off. So there's, yeah. there's that truth-telling part to it. So as educators, we've got to... With something like your Country is just so powerful. We've got to be mindful that we're doing it in a way which is respectful and recognises and creates safety for our mob too, to feel they're able to come and share those stories. Because when it gets to that point of sharing... Uh, it really brings back the the the, the 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 strength base of positive energies of learning, which is caring, sharing, caring country. Something I learned really really uh, powerfully on the Bunyas, from the elders who came together and created our Bunya ranges. Yep. Um, whole lot of whole tr- lot of fighting and not a total courts and gas companies who unfortunately rip up our black soil country now, um, um, but the mob came together for our, for looking after and setting up ranges on country because it was about. Sharing and caring for country. It wasn't about um, you know, whose native title claim had the most claimants and whose line was uh, sure. bigger yeah. on this point. Yeah. Um, and that was a re- that's the really important part. And as educators, it's so important that much more um, open to the fact that uh, aboriginality and Torres Strait identities are going to look and sound different, uh, and to know that we sh- we shouldn't also we also check ourselves. Uh, and that's why I sent that that lab kind of thinking that indigenous knowledge system lab yep. link fuel you all earlier because it's another way of looking too that we're making sure as systems we're constantly reflecting on the you know how we're doing why we're doing and what we're doing because we don't want to we don't want to like with truth telling you don't want to make you don't want to get into the groove of um uh, either overcompensating but also uh not saying enough not questioning enough of um of, of how we're doing yeah. um rather than thinking we've got um the solution bases all the time
0: yeah i i i hear that really clearly mate and i think um the the word that comes to mind a bit for firstly um, non Indigenous people is to really check your bias. You know, like to enter into the space um, with with a very open kind of consciousness and check your bias on things. Because um, you know we all grow up, as you said, you know, the provocation there is we all grow up in various frames that we've got to kind of shed to really get to the heart of listening and um, and following the listening so that we can um, you know move it forward. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts on um, um, the stuff that seems to be happening around and, and the power of this that I, I was fortunate to see a little bit of this in, um, uh, in, in Canada, particularly in um, um, British Columbia, but across, across the country where um, the, the renaming of places or not renaming, the, the, the going back to the traditional name, the, the real name of places um, was really strong in terms of um, the iconography around places and universities and streets and, and always the sign, this is the, the, the um, you know, the um, the original name uh, and you are on unceded territory sort of thing. Um, I'm really interested in your thoughts about things like what's happening with, um, from you know, like the Australia Post has now sort of put some opportunity to um, use um, place names from a First Nations perspective. Um, we're getting more and more, um, um, Uh, the ABC, you know, at night on telly, now you're starting to see um, First Nations country names everywhere. And I wonder about um, the power of that um, as a way to decolonise or start to think about that as decolonising our history um, to going back to what the places were really called at the start, yeah? And the power of that, I guess. Your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, very very powerful, like simple technical parts. So you're you're signalling there, like, again, just maybe go back to... Uh, running the streets in Logan, and we used to uh, graffiti back in the day, the black, yellow, and red, and, and on our bags and, and things like that. But actually, I actually took pictures just the other day of um, down at Seven Eleven. 11 been going there for 20 years and the local Eagleby, and the Hill Country signs very much electronically posted everywhere. And, um, but, you know, r- really does take you back to that um, uh, poor Kelly, Kev Carmody pro- premise of From Little Things, Big Things Grow. And, and creating more safe space yeah. is a great thing. For more to be able to see, um, you know, we have that provocation institute. you can't be or you can't see. So if you're, if you're articulating, if you're speaking about uh, our mob uh, and creating that space, it's amazing what can spin off uh, in just doing that simple, uh, like I said, that simple technical. So when you ask me about, you know, what's the, um, what, what do you think about the impact of that? The impact of that is a positivity because then what rewind 40 odd years ago when this little black duck was running around, yep, Logan, and graffiting uh, black, yellow and red flags, um, don't need to do that when you're getting your identity plastered in a really positive way. We did that as a form of protest, and it's still a very strong protest um, piece. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but, um, uh, you know, now there's much more safer spaces that have been created. I like got even catching the train out of the day, Dale, I was amazed at um, it even sharing our, um, our South Sea, and South Sea connects to the South Sea and Indigenous routes on the train lines. And, the, the, again, the it's just that constant thinking of, uh, it's a really good point you, you raise, it's, there's some simple parts that can be done uh, I know some independent colleges have done it well around this local area too where they've renamed their uh, historic history departments and things like that they've really looked at the way they layered their curriculum and uh I have a particular Mabo focus or um, uh, they've got specific names for their um, 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 different house groups and things like that. So
0: Yeah, I mean, that that stuff's really important, isn't it? Like if you think about it in schools to start, instead of calling it, you know, the the ex-principal hall or something like that, you go back and really um, pay respect to the place you're on, you know, on the land that you're on. I think that's fantastic kind of stuff. And, and for, you know, I imagine for First Nations young folk, um, it's just that sense of um, uh, empowerment that that gives and respect that they must feel. You know, that's that's kind of what I'm driving at, is um, pr- trying to pr- build and provide places of respect. Mm.
1: And ultimately, that's what um, and so I'm really keen to be, and, and, and thank you for being included in the yards with the Inclusive Ed, is, is that's what ultimately our spaces are in Inclusive Ed too, That are those spaces where respect is just that first... Because for a number of our young ones and our families, you know, as as we know, when it comes to the mainstream, um, yeah, that identity is a contestation. But you know, a real a real given, a real place-based from a from an inclusive point of view, is that identity is embrace, Indigenous reality is embrace, and you know, this these are uh, these these are things which are just a part of the norm. And for me, in finishing up. Uh, in my yarn, I said I, I had three artifacts. The last one's a, that uh, fire stick, um, that, um, that part of the, the part of the xantharia. And um, it, again, no matter where you go on country, there's all this deep Indigenous knowledge which is woven all around country. Um, and um, as the elders have taught us over time, you know, it doesn't matter how far mother have been taken away or removed. It doesn't take much to blow back on the embers of those, fly, fly by those fires. And to re-spark, and um, uh, as you know from the from the work on countries as well, you know our fires are actually uh, in and around the southeast and up around the north. Also called cool burns, they're not uh, they're not fires of of mass destruction and such. And it's because our our um, learning communities have gone so far away from the, that deep deepened knowledge, the cool burns, the way the systems work on country, is that yeah. over time, you know. As a landscape, we've been exposed to that, uh, and you know, education's just like that as well. It, to layer, to layer a system around a Western educational uh, model and modelling um, takes away from sixty thousand years worth of strength, which is which is there, which is real, which is tangible, and um, um, it does. Like I said, it doesn't take much with those good levers and those great people who are out there across our learning communities and already doing great stuff to continue to keep deepening that um, uh, those ways and those insights because uh, it's gonna be our inclusive ed spaces which provide that most cutting edge and that most um, impactful, uh, culturally proficient way of, of learning, which is exciting for our mobs. And, and that's why I know so many mobs are so engaged and, in, and keen to be a part of uh, this education landscape.
0: Um, in, well, well-spoken, mate, indeed. And um, I think we've got to wind this now, but, um, um, to say thank you, um, the metaphor or the image I'd like to leave with is um, um, the cool burn and, and spark and the flames um, continually and um, John, you've done that throughout your life. Um, uh, it's an absolute you know, pleasure and an honour for me to have the chance to have a yarn with you and I'm sure those listening will think the same. Um, a man with a big fire in his heart that burns coolly across our country. Good anyway, mate. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: you're too dead. That's lovely. Thank you. you do.
0: We hope you can join us for Episode 3 of AFI in Conversation when Professor Julian Sefton-Green yarns with Taryn Marks from AIMS Mentoring. Until then, please take good care.